You're listening to Middle Grounds by Farah's podcast. Welcome to a brand new episode of Middle Grounds. For this third episode, I've been going back and forth trying to think of, do I really want to record this? Am I really capable of trying to give the best possible idea or objection or kind of outruling to some kind of that is associated with this kind of topic but i came to the conclusion as you're right now reading to the titles of this episode is that assault and generally this kind of topic is not given as i believe much attention that it deserves or the attention that it should get and just to really bring things in in center is that assault is in no way acceptable in no sort of diction or frame or storyline but assault should always be okay to be spoken about and brought up into the conversation and it shouldn't be the elephant in the room and explain that and just to head start the topic i want to really start focusing on that where did this idea come from or where i'm coming from in in the sense that assault generally occurs in in any way possible if it is attempted if it if it's rape and so on and this can be something that not not many people are opening up to and it's okay because it takes lots of courage takes lots of vulnerability to come forward and to speak up about this incident and this kind of thing can go on for months and years to be completely healed and the conversation started popping like in my head when i started thinking about why does it actually even exists like why as a normal society as people in 2021 are going and we are still hearing that there are lots of assaults and rape and half of or third of it goes undocumented and not lots of people are willing to speak up about it and there's still kind of neglectance toward um, the incident itself it's it became something that is kind of a taboo and it's not okay to speak about it but if you're going through it you just have to hide it and sit in silence and try to heal on your own and the thing that really came what really crossed my mind through the a couple of few months while i was trying to construct this episode is that lots of the rape and the assault that occurs and the one that i'll be speaking up in this episode is that men are the are going to we're going to say that the, the majority of the documented cases are done on the basis that men are the assaulter and the person who's doing the kind of the attack and the assault and so on and the assailant so yeah that i'm going to speak generally of the most common case but of course that's not only limited to that kind of scenario but i'm going to speak on the the majority of the cases where the man is the assailant and is the attacker and the woman is the victim or the survivor of that kind of incident and assault and it really came across my mind that in most cases and in certain 
ways we try to validate the incident uh, by questioning what was the victim wearing or where she was at that time and what kind of activity was she in. But we don't seem to question the assailant uh, part. We don't tend to question the attacker's intention or where he was or what was he doing and so on. And this is very crucial in trying to kind of shift the conversation in in a better direction. I mean, that we try to question not the victim or the survivor, but try to question the Assyrian's kind of mindset. And this is where it came to me that I wanted to research more about that. I want to look more about that and what causes and affects the final incident, the unfortunate incident. And... When you think about it, in that most cases where the woman is the person that's going through the incident itself and when we're trying to validate if it's totally valid what the man did, which is never is valid, but when we try to validate that kind of incident or that kind of situation, we're questioning the woman's um, clothing and so on. And this can be kind of controversial thing if we're speaking on a spectrum when a woman is not is considered conservative or not, if she was considered that she's wearing the right clothes or not, and that she was the one who was alluring, it can be very subjective. And women wearing what whatever she wants, whatever she sticks to, and so on, is not something to be dictated upon. The woman should never be dictated over what she's wearing, over what she should be wearing, and if it's gonna allure or gonna attract someone to do an illegal action and so on. So if we're speaking on that spectrum alone and if we're taking extremes where a woman is not wearing anything that we can all agree upon that's not conservative and if a woman is fully clothed and so on from her head to toe that this is completely conservative it really is not a correct way to evaluate from the middle part of that spectrum and the most cases of the assault happens on that middle spectrum if we're going to speak specifically that there were normal women who were going through to work who were going to university we're going to an event, they're mostly classified into that middle spectrum range. What they're wearing is considered conservative or not. And this is why this is totally fault point and a very weak point indeed when it comes to the assailant's point of view that the woman's, what, what exactly that the woman was wearing is the reason he acted upon that instinct. And because of what she's wearing, she kind of deserves the thing that she went through and this is completely uh, i'm not going to be saying stupid because it really is but it's completely invalid in terms of what do you see as conservative or not and no no person deserves to go through this not your enemy not your friend and especially not a person that you truly appreciate in your life deserves to go through this because at the end of the day that kind of act on its own assault an attempted an attempted rape an assault and any of its form physical verbal and so on it strips away that person's kind of innocence it strips away that woman's that young lady's kind of perception on life that it can have pleasure in that area it's totally stripping away from her and her own wants and consent is considered something invalid in that kind of position. And it makes me go and transition to some point away from that, but it's still concerning within the same circle, is that 
I've read and I've watched that video long ago and it said the following is that all of us kind of have this this part of our brain which is the uh, temporal lobe which is part of your brain that kind of does the the processing of information that has to do with recognizing faces people and objects and that kind of part of your brain kind of activates when you're seeing a person or a face because normally you're trying to expect that there's going to be there's going to be some kind of movement and those emotions and actions that are going to be happening when you're when you're viewing a face or viewing a person but that part of your brain the temporal lobe kind of decreases its activity when you're seeing an object because you're literally seeing an object you're not expecting it to move and you're not expecting it to have an emotion or kind of um, life experience or anything so what they did with within the video or within the discussion of that point is that sexist men would have that part of their brain functioning completely normal when they went on the street and they saw other people and viewed other humans and so on and that part of the of the brain the temporal lobes activity increased normally but when they viewed women with the least amount of provocative clothing, that part of their brain that recognizes people and emotions and so on literally decreased that activity, the activity of that part of the brain decreased accordingly because they no longer viewed her as, an, as a person with emotion and experiences and so on. They viewed her as an object. And when you're thinking about this, and it's very mind-blowing because... It really states that the kind of the brain functioned in that way for these men. They didn't do this consciously. It kind of did that on its own. And this could be a very great alibi for assailants and attackers to go and say that this is how our brain functions. You can't control how our brain works. And that's completely not true. I've read through so many uh, articles that men were actually able to train themselves to not view women who were wearing the tiniest bit of provocative clothing or showed a little bit of extra skin to be seen as no longer valid, validated for their emotion, validated for their personality, validated for their own experiences. And it takes an effort. It really does take an effort for that part in men. Because at the end of the day, if you think about it, that part of the brain was functioning based on a specific rhythm or a repeated routine and cycle. And that did not occur out of the blue. It was created by the societal norms and the society's perception of women that if a woman is wearing kind of revealing clothes and if if it was as again as i said it's subjective whatever a man views as conservative or not for a woman's clothing is completely subjective and we should not be dictating that at all but if we're going to go on that level of thinking for men and most assailants and attackers is that because she was wearing that kind of clothing that it was viewed by them as provocative that she deserved that kind of experience and they they no longer locked their their emotions and their actions in the right way is really something to be questioned especially in 2021 when we're hearing still these kind of incidents are happening and 
they're not on a, on a decrease they're always on an upward kind of curve on an exponential curve so this is something to kind of have as a thought especially if we're going through the anatomy of men and how they can view women go through the physical act of the final act of rape is that the visual sensory effect on men and the, the physiological act of how it works in their brains is so much more active and much more efficient in a way than women women do not get to be turned on only visually but men can have that completely solidly done even on the slightest bit of an object or a thing that can represent women, especially if we're speaking on the spectrum of heterosexual men. There are sexes that view women as only kind of an object that is done for their own pleasure. And this makes me recap the point that if we're trying to use biology and the science behind how a man gets turned on and what can lead him to do that kind of act and get to that assault and rape and so on, it really comes down to this very thin red line the barrier between humans literal humans and animals and we have this societal saying or this kind of traditional saying in whatever culture you're in whatever country you you will always hear something that is familiar and related to this kind of phrase that men are by instinct animals and that they act upon their instincts and so on and this is by my by my own point of view truly the the stupidest thing that I've ever heard because what differs and which is the red thin line between humans and animals is that we are primates and by science we are homo sapiens which gives us the capability and the qualification that we have a brain and we have control over what we feel and it all comes down to practice and it all comes down to the mentality and the mindset and the surrounding that you're in So if a man is willing to use all the science and the biology behind him being attracted to a woman that is dressed in the most and the least possible way of provocative clothing or showing the tiniest bit of skin and use that kind of their own um, point or stance to rectify or try to validate the act itself, the assault or the attempted assault or the rape itself, this is something to be really questioned because at the end of the day you have that one brain cell that is functioning that one brain cell that tells you um you are in control of what you're feeling you're in control of what you're going through and you have the total control of trying to look away of whatever is kind of causing that emotional stress within you and to consider that the person that you're going to do that kind of attempted assault and so on in whatever form it takes is going to literally not strip away their pleasure in life their innocence in life but is only going to be defining you within the category of an animal so i think this this cannot be as a greater offense than it already is and we all can take part in trying to rectify those mistakes in our society by trying to give kind of the awareness that Whatever the woman is wearing is not at all anyone's business at the end of the day because we don't do the same way, vice versa. But also what really matters at the end of the day is, the, is being in control. 
being in control that whatever science is going to support that kind of emotional stress that you're going to feel at that moment whatever you're going to be turned on about in when you're viewing a woman and to remember that this woman has her own life has kids has a family has a sister has a best friend that she's going to look up to to trying to be in her own best version and you're just going to strip that away and ruin it because of one instant of emotional stress that you're going through or whatever it is it's it's very important to practice kind of self-control in in all of its form not only in that sexual aspect and it also in we do this self-control over many other aspects in our life and trying not to procrastinate and trying not to take uh, unhealthy food or junk food into our diet and trying to enhance our own relation and doing self-control and trying to um, do your work on time and not be behind and we practice all forms of self-control and it's really a a big shame if we're not speaking self-control especially when it comes to assault so educating is really the greatest solution to it and i know this does not happen by one day or two or three or a year or two but it really can help making the curve a little bit go a little bit down instead of going upwards and making the curve that gives us the kind of feeling of security of being a woman just existing in that society regardless of what environment you're in whatever whatever country you're in that that kind of security is not gonna happen on one day or two it's gonna happen when we're trying to give awareness that whatever a woman is wearing at the end of the day does not validate any kind of illegal action such as that and trying to always not question the victims or the survivors point of view and not trying to give them the the idea that they have to convince they have to convince anyone of what they've been through because at the end of the day an assault is assault even if it was attempted it didn't get all the way there and if it unfortunately did get to escalate to rape at the end of the day a victim can choose to be a victim or can try their best to become a survivor but it can take them a lifetime trying to get out of that phase because i have read lots of things about assault and rape and it really got to me that there is no clear definition or i mean clear defining reason of what is causing this other than the perception and the way that a man chooses or the assailant regardless of the gender as i said because i'm speaking about the gender just because it's the vast majority because when you're reading most statistics that are documented about rape and assault we're always reading that it's always that one out of three women young women that are coming to college and they are catching up on college and their own studies in the u.s one third of them one out of these three women will have kind of an attempted assault may undergo rape and become a victim of that so we're spe- this is a very high percentage if we're speaking about young women that are trying to pursue their own studies uh, in universities let alone other countries that are facing kind of the idea that a woman whatever she's wearing is going to be dictating whatever she says and that her consent is always known and validated in that kind of position and yeah this is basically my own way of 
describing what 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 it is maybe i'm close to the answer maybe i'm not but i hope that i got some points right in in the sense that i've been trying to think this over and over again and at the end of the day it's never valid to assault is never valid assault is never okay in any kind of perspective or kind of point of view but assault should always be okay to be spoken about to give people kind of the vulnerability and the courage to come forward to bring kind of a solution to the society that this is always has to be spoken about and to give kind of power to whoever has been through any kind of form and it's very saddening to know that most women have gone through this and including me myself and it had nothing to do with what was i wearing and going back to the point that when we're speaking about conservative and what is not conservative and whatever a woman is wearing it's always going to be subjective but the only thing that can be objective in that kind of argument is that a man is considered a human being, is considered a homo sapien, is considered a primate, and at the end of the day, he has the power and the will, and that why we're gifted a brain, and that why we're different than an animal and any other animal in the in the kingdom of living things and so on. So it's it's all up to that. It's all up to practicing the kind of healthy acts. And trying to decrease the societal norms of always questioning the victim's outfit or questioning the victim's point of view or the vi- questioning the victim's if, if she's saying the truth or not. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm going to keep it nice and short. Uh, just because this topic has lots of gravity, I hope I was not insensitive while I was trying to speak about any other party and that conversation. And I hope that I captured the best that I can. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for giving your time. And I hope, I hope that I kind of captured and described what I was, what was going through my head for the past one week while I was trying to construct this episode. I hope it's spontaneous enough and it doesn't sound like <laughs> it's very weird because it, because it all takes practice from all of us, not all of me, because this is the first time that I'm coming up forward and speaking about this, especially on a platform, on my own platform. So I, I hope this is this will be a great start in trying to open up to topics that are more inclusive and that are more human in the sense that it's capturing emotions and life experiences and capturing as many points of views as possible and thank you again for listening and i hope i can see you very soon in my next episode thank you so much i wish for you a great day a great night great afternoon whatever time you're listening to this a great you fill in the blank a great evening and so on and i'll see you again bye Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast series. If you haven't yet clicked the download or like button on whatever major platform that you're listening this on, please do so as it keeps me motivated and excited to deliver more and more content to you. Please stay tuned on the Faras podcast page on Facebook and Instagram as I will be posting each and every episode beforehand. What's the topic that's going to be about? And once again, thank you so much. And hopefully we'll meet one day on the middle grounds. And stay well and stay healthy. Bye-bye.